Friday on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Nick Delorier joins the scoring party, John Gibson saves the day, and the Elite 1C strikes again. I'll explain on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday to all Ducks fans out there. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade And make sure to listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Make sure to rate five stars, comment, and subscribe, most importantly. Also, the mailbag is back this week. If you have a question, send it on over at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Or follow my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. Or follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Let's get right into it. Believe it or not, the Anaheim Ducks won a game. This is their first win in over 10 months. The last time the Anaheim Ducks won a game, huh, some guys scored three goals. Yeah, we're going to talk about that right now. As the Anaheim Ducks faced the 2-0 Minnesota Wild. Minnesota came off of two impressive come-from-behind victories against the LA Kings. Both times, the LA Kings squandered two goal leads late in the game, and the Ducks' neighbors to the north of the five pretty much stunk up the bed in overtime both times. I know Ducks fans are kind of laughing at that one, going, (laughs) yeah, see what happens? Yeah, Kings fans are not amused by that. Not at all. As far as this game... I know Kings fans were kind of laughing because the Ducks couldn't do jack squat in the offensive zone throughout most of the game. In fact, it was the John Gibson show pretty much early on. Uh, Erickson Eck had a very nice try early on. I thought Erickson Eck had a sure goal, but no, he was turned away by the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, John Gibson. Joel Erickson Eck had one from the right side, and it just hit the pad of John Gibson to keep it a scoreless tie. Other players had some tremendous opportunities. I liked uh, Kaprizov. He had a couple of chances there. I thought he was going to go get a goal. Um, so did Jared Spurgeon. He looked pretty good as far as shots on goal. And someone else that I thought had some very high-quality chances throughout the entire game was Nico Sturm. Nico Sturm, I thought, had a gimme. He had what I thought was going to be a sure goal, kind of towards the middle of the game. But John Gibson saved the day time and time again. Each side had 11 shots through the first period, but also in that first period, the Ducks squandered a very poor power play. Yeah, we've heard this time and time again. It happened again. The Ducks squandered a power play opportunity. In fact, towards the end of that power play, well, there was a penalty. Jakob Silverberg high-sticked Zach Parise, so there went that power play. Yippee. So it remains a scoreless tie going into the second period. And what happened in that second period was not much better. Well, before that, towards the end of the first period... There was a very high quality chance for a goal, but leave it up to the Ducks to squander this one. It was a hard bounce from the back, 
and Sam Steele, I thought, had an open net. Troy Terry was streaking towards the net, but Cam Talbot saved the day there. Cam Talbot, I thought, positioned himself very well for the save. If Troy Terry had seen Sam Steele to his left, it would have been a sure goal. And I know that Brian Hayward kind of went, oh, he should have seen him. Well, I'm going to defend Troy Terry a little bit here because that was a bouncing puck off of the backboard. And it was a hard bounce. If it's a two-on-none break and Terry has complete control of the puck the entire time, then he could at least look to his left. But Troy Terry was focused on gathering the puck from the bounce and not really noticing too much that he has a player to his left because he's focused on gathering the puck from the bounce itself. He doesn't have control of the puck the entire time. So I'm going to defend Sam Steele and Troy Terry a little bit, but that's just how I feel about that play. Second period, Anaheim got into penalty troubles because Anaheim likes to go on the penalty kill. But hey, at least they do better on the penalty kill for the most part, right? Well, uh, yeah. yeah, Minnesota really peppered that one. In fact, Minnesota, they had nine power play. No, yeah, nine power play shots. Nine? Really? Yeah. They had nine power play shots, including five in that second period. Yeah. There was two and one, three and another penalty for the Ducks. It, it was bad, folks. There's no way around it. The Ducks' defense on the penalty kill was okay to start, but they looked tired. And part of the reason was that the Ducks lost a player uh, pretty early in the game. Josh Manson left the game with an injury. We don't know the exactitude of that injury. But Josh Manson, as far as we know, he could be... We don't know the extent of the injury, but he did miss the rest of the game. So I guess it's serious enough for him not to play the rest of the game. So the defense was a little bit gassed at times during the second period. Third, the third period, they looked really gassed. Hockenpah played 19 minutes. Lindholm played 29 minutes. Lindholm towards the very end of the game. He looked really gassed, and so did Shattenkirk towards the very end. Shatty also had 29 minutes, but we'll talk about Shattenkirk more in a minute. As far as the offense goes, the Ducks' offense was okay during the second period, but Minnesota did outshoot Anaheim 14-10 in the second period, and I'm running up against it, so I'm going to leave this one in a bit of suspense, and instead... I'm going to talk about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Whether you need parts for an Aston Martin, a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, yeah, they have parts for that car too. If you need parts for a Toyota or a Chevy, rockauto.com has you covered. In fact, their prices are consistently lower than the big box stores. So why spend more money on a retailer if you could save money at rockauto.com. If you look in the... Oh, there's a box there, by the way. There's a box that says, How did you hear about us? Tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Or that Locked On sent you. Once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. And coming up after the intermission, we're going to talk about the end of that game 
and how the Elite 1C kind of helped to save the day. And we'll talk about him on the other side. Welcome back to the best podcast your car will ever need, Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Brought to you by betonline.ag. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to spend about five and a half minutes talking about the lone goal that took place. Why am I going to spend that much time talking about one goal? Because that was the only goal of the game, and I don't want to harp on the fact that the Ducks' defense was suspect at times. I could talk about Sonny Milano. Sonny Milano had a very good first outing. He had a couple of very high-quality shots. He had very good speed. Jacob Larson, he had an exceptional pass from the from his own defensive end to the neutral zone, and I thought Sonny Milano had a goal there. But it didn't go through. That took place in the second period. Okay, let's talk about the goal. So, guess who scored the goal? Nick Delorier. I want to point out this stat. Nick Delorier has four goals in his last five games. In fact, let's throw out this stat. The last time the Ducks won a game was against the Ottawa Senators. Guess who scored a hat trick that day? Yeah, that'd be Nick Delorier. He was the leading scorer for the last two Anaheim Ducks wins. So what am I saying? That Nicholas Delorier is the secret sauce to their success? I could say that. In fact, I mean... I really could say that because Nick Delorier, as I've said last season, when he gets going, when his speed gets going, it is like he's got a rocket up his ass. That's how I describe the explosive skating of Nick Delorier when he gets streaking like that. And it took place during this game. But you know who does not get enough credit? I know Kevin Shattenkirk got a lot of credit. In fact, let's talk about just the goal itself. Kevin Shattenkirk had the puck on the right side and he was very, very patient. And he was waiting, waiting for the perfect moment to strike a direct cross ice pass right on the tape of Nick Delorier. And Nicholas did not miss. That was his first of the season, his fourth in the last five games. And that gave the Ducks a 1-0 lead that would hold for the entire game. So I give credit to Kevin Shattenkirk. This is what the Ducks wanted out of Shattenkirk on that trade. And that is what Shatty brings to this team. He brings a veteran presence. He brings some high IQ hockey to this team. The pass was perfect. The timing was perfect. And he had his eyes on two players. He had his eyes on, well, the defender and Delorier. So, very smart play by Shaddy. But there's someone else in that play that we do not talk about enough. And no, I'm not talking. <laughs> yeah, I could talk about certain other players there. I could talk about Cam Talbot, who had a tremendous game. We could talk about Carter Rowney, who helped bring the puck into the zone, then pass it to Shaddy. Yeah, Carter Rowney got the secondary assist on that. But you know who helped make that play happen? Yeah. The Elite 1C, Derek Grant. He helped make that play happen. In fact, I'm going to give Derek Grant a whole minute on this. Because the Elite 1C deserves a lot of credit for making that play happen. 
why am I talking about the Elite 1C Derek Grant? Well, first off, he's the Elite 1C. And second off, he was elite during that play. Right after there was a very close call where it was Hartman who had a intense slap shot towards John Gibson. Gibson made a terrific game-saving save. So Hartman, he, he looked good there on the slap shot. I thought that was going in. It didn't. So now you had this face-off in the defensive zone between Derek Grant and Ryan Hartman. Ryan Hartman lost the face-off, tried to get it back from Derek Grant, and what does Derek Grant do? He knocks his ass down. Yeah, two number 38s on the face-off dot, and Derek Grant knocked Hartman's ass down on the ice. So Derek Grant gains control of the puck. Grant is the one that won the face-off. He's the one that battles Hartman. He's the one that knocks Hartman down. He's the one that got it going. He made the outlet pass to Carter Rowney, who then passed it to Kevin Shattenkirk, who made the perfect pass to Nicholas Delorier. So we could talk about the perfect pass, the perfect outlet. No, it starts with the elite 1C, Derek Grant. And this is why the Ducks brought him back. And plays like that are why he is the elite 1C. So there's the credit for Derek Grant. There it is. Oh, and by the way, John Gibson was amazing too. But Derek Grant started that play. He started it. I'm not going to hide the fact that Derek Grant is one of my favorite players on this Ducks team. And I was ecstatic to see the Ducks bring him back and sign him to that contract. It was a very smart contract by the Ducks to sign Derek Grant. And it paid off in dividends right there. No, he's not going to get a point on that. And he stays off the score sheet, but... He deserves to be on the score sheet for a a tertiary assist, a third assist, I guess, sort of. Yeah, he won the faceoff. He started it. But back to the shot. (laughs) Uh, Nick Delore was right on the tape and put it right upstairs, as Rick Jenneret would say, where Mama left the cookies. So that was the game-winning goal right there, the only goal of the game. So once again, Nick Delore... The secret sauce to this, but Derek Grant is the glue that holds it together. And we're going to talk more about John Gibson after the second intermission. And this next segment will become the John Gibson appreciation segment because he was awesome in net. So I'm definitely going to talk about him for a hot minute. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and they have every sport you can possibly think of. They have football, basketball, and of course, hockey. They also have overseas hockey games that you could bet on. So go to betonline.ag and enter the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that is betonline.ag the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please gamble responsibly. After the intermission, we're going to talk a little bit about the hero, John Gibson. Stay locked in. Welcome back to the John Gibson Appreciation Hour 
I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and I cannot overstate how incredible John Gibson has been throughout his entire career, because we are definitely going to talk about last night's game, where John Gibson had a shutout his 20th of his career. He stopped all 34 shots that were coming his way on behalf of the Minnesota Wild, and those weren't even all the shot attempts. Yeah, Minnesota really peppered him late in the game. I know the first period was 11 shots apiece, but Minnesota really brought it to him in the second and much of the third period. Once again, this was his 20th shutout in his 290th career game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 290 career games. This is second fastest of 20 shutouts in Ducks history. It was, oh, who was it? This was on TV earlier tonight. And I'm having a hard time remembering this. Oh, uh, J.S. Jaguar. It took him 238 games to get to 20 shutouts. So to put John Gibson in that kind of company is nothing short of amazing and is a testament to just how good John Gibson has been throughout his career. He should have more than 20 shutouts if not for the defense. I know this has been said over and over again. If he had a better defense, he would have more shutouts. Well, that's absolutely correct. If he had better defenders on all three lines, then he'd absolutely have more shutouts. He stood on his head big time last night, so I have to give him all the credit in the world. I know I talked about the offense a little bit and some of the defense, but it was the John Gibson show. He had some amazing stops last night. I mentioned this earlier. He had some great stops on Erickson Eck. He had a couple of very, very good stops on Spurgeon. Yeah, Jared Spurgeon, I thought, had some really high-quality shots there. Even seen Kaprizov get a couple of good shots on him. Kirill looked like he might have had his number in the middle of the game, but not so. And then Kevin Fiala. I thought Kevin Fiala might have been the best player for the Wilds last night. Well, him and Zach Parise. Uh, Zach Parise really put it on net. Uh, His were not as high quality as Fiala. But Zach Parise did everything he possibly could to get the puck past John Gibson. And I talked about Nico Sturm already. Sturm is a great player for the Minnesota Wilds. When you have that kind of firepower you are sure to get one or two goals. Look at how they did against LA. Although, admittedly, that's the LA Kings. Although some fans would say, admittedly, that's the Anaheim Ducks. Well, I think at this point in their careers, John Gibson right now is likely better. No, I'm not going to say that. No, he is better at this current moment than Jonathan Quick at this current moment. Jonathan Quick is not in his prime anymore. He is not the Conn Smythe winner that he was eight years... Wow, no, nine years ago. Is that right? Yeah, 2012. It has been nine years since he won the Conn Smythe Trophy. That is a long time ago. Those days are well behind him. Quick is not the same player he used to be. But John Gibson right now... I think John Gibson is still entering his prime. He could still be better, if you can believe that. Gibson is only 27 years old. He's going into his prime. He's going to get better. He's probably the only reason why the Ducks would have any chance at postseason this year. 
all because of John Gibson. And just to throw out this stat, and this is amazing to me, I love this. So John Gibson, in last night's game, had a 3.2 goals saved above expected. And this is courtesy of Evolving Hockey. So here's what that means. If you replace John Gibson with an average goalie, the Ducks would have allowed about three goals tonight. So it would have been a 3-1 game in favor of Minnesota. The 3.2 goals saved above expected is amazing for one game. For one game. Overall, according once again to Evolving Hockey, he is fourth in the entire league in goals saved average expected with 2.25. Just above him, Andrei Vasilevsky, Mackenzie Blackwood, and Simeon Varlamov, who has had two shutouts so far this season. Yeah, Varlamov has been perfect for the New York Islanders so far this season. When you're John Gibson, you're almost perfect, and you can be as perfect as you can be. Last night, he was absolutely perfect. He deserved that first star. He deserved the second star. He deserved the third star. He deserved all three stars, but... You know, you got to give Deloria a star as well, I guess. So far this season, he has a 2.03 goals against average. The shutout save percentage so far this season is 937, but it's a small sample size. It has only been three games. How far can he go this season? Will he start more than 50 games? He probably shouldn't because you have a capable backup in Ryan Miller. So we'll see who gets the nod next time. Honestly, I could see Gibson starting the next game too. Gibson is the hot goalie right now. He just shut out Minnesota. He could do it again. So we'll see how that happens on the next game. And once again, thanks to Evolving Hockey for a little bit of analytics there. I did want to get to the 21st duck, but I think I would rather save that for tomorrow's podcast and at least dedicate a segment to this year's 21st Duck. But in the meantime, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. And also make sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already, and follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks, or follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. And also, also, the mailbag is open. If you have a question for me, please send it my way at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And starting tomorrow, I will put a tweet out asking for questions for the mailbag this week. So I'll do one tomorrow. I'll do another one on Thursday. See how many questions I can get. So that is coming up later this week. So once again, tomorrow we'll talk about the 21st duck. You do not want to miss that. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. And please, be kind to one another, wear a mask, and ducks fly together.